147 of the All the Books show recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. And I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. You need some pep in your step, my hungry friend. Oh, I'm sorry. Because that was the most low-key yeah. NPR yeah. intro I've We're ever recording heard. recording a day late and... A dollar short. Yeah. No. And I haven't eaten. Yeah, Eric's yet. hungry, everyone. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, I had some nice coffee, so I'm feeling peppy. Yeah. I'm feeling good. Yeah. Hey, I bet you think I'm Eric. Uh, yeah, I do. But really, I'm I'm, I'm pulling my face. I'm pulling my face mask oh, no. off of my face. Ethan Hunt. Yep. Because that's right, folks. This is our spy spotlight. Yeah. Or maybe it's not. Maybe that's a misdirect. Yeah. Maybe it's a double misdirect. By yeah. saying we're talking about spies, mm-hmm. you're going to think, well, they can't really be talking about spies. But when, in fact, we're talking about spy novels yes. and spy movies, we'll probably get into a little bit. Oh. All down right. the road. You don't want to talk about spy no, movies? No, let's do it. Is someone grumpy? No. Man, I need to have like an emergency in case of hunger break glass, like Nutty Buddy bar Reese peanut on my cups. wall. Just gish. Yeah. Here you go, man. Eat this. It's cookie. There's wafer. I don't know. Hmm. You don't like Nutty Buddies? Oh, I do like Nutty Buddy bars. I, I've never liked Nutty Buddy bars, yeah. but I thought you did. So I do. They're delicious. Ah, uh, boy. This is a lot of magic happening between you and me right now on yeah, this microphone. Sorry. That's all right. Let's try to recreate some of that warmth we had earlier. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, man. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Oh, super low. Low key. What? Uh, <laughs> oh, you wanted me to be higher. All right. <laughs> I, hey, I'm doing buddy. Great. I, I like it. I like it. So we are going to be talking about spy novels yeah. a little bit later. And if you haven't got a chance to listen to episode 146, mm-hmm. we have a special interview with New York Times bestselling author and winner of the Edgar Award, mm-hmm. Alex Berenson. Talking Alex Berenson. Talk a lot about his new, uh, his new book coming up, a couple of new projects he has. Talking so if you haven't books. heard that one, go back. And on our, our SoundCloud page, which is soundcloud.com slash all the books, you can find all of our back episodes and all of our author visits are right at the top in the spotlight. So you can go back and revisit any of the ones that you missed. Spotlighting some authors. That's right. Let's talk bookmark. What have you been reading, Eric? What have I been reading? Why are we doing this? I'm, I'm just trying to keep my... Oh, okay. I guess oh, I just assumed... I like your dedication. The high energy, but also tired. Yeah. It's kind of just Polly Shore. That's yeah, a little bit. So. Yeah. Yeah. Talk it but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're doing bookmark now. Yes, we are. All right. What have I... Oh, so I finished Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know uh, if anybody's heard of this book. No, we did that last time. Yeah, we were like, oh, have you we read did. this before? But now I'm curious, though, because you haven't read this book in a very long time. Yeah, I realized... I thought... I, I read it a bunch when I was younger, but yeah. I think the last time I read it, like I was like 18. Wow. So it's been a long time. Long Both th- books. About 30 years ago, that was. No. Quite a while. 35. No. 25. Nope. It's not 40? It's a little bit more than 10 years ago. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. <laughs> and as an adult, you found Jurassic Park to be... Well, it's great. Oh, okay, cool. It's all full right. of dinosaurs. Yeah. I was but worried. It's interesting because as a, when yeah. I first read it as a kid, I was like, look at all these charts. I'll never be able to understand anything. Yeah. And then... Now uh, you're like, I'm actually... There's a mistake in this chart. That's actually... Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of funny because it's like... They're just very small charts, and they're not Little that complicated. Charts. I want to go back in time. Like, you can't read this, you nerd. Any any new perspective? Any new takeaway from your reread? Uh, Lex is so annoying. Yes. In the first book. To the extreme. Um, so that's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, it's very... Everything just happens so fast oh. without warning. Like, the yeah. T-Rex attack on the car is just... It, you're just like, oh, this is happening now. But it also takes forever for the raptors to show up. You okay there? Yeah, I just had a yawn. Thanks for drawing attention to That's it. That's all right. It wasn't like a comical yawn because you were yeah. talking about Jurassic Park. I'll sure. save that for later. But um, you had you said about Malcolm as well. Malcolm is not a likable character. 
uh, in the first book and probably not the second book. Mm. He's just, he's very snotty. Yeah. He's like in the. Right. He, now, in the second book, he does not have a child. Right. The They're two just kids two in the kids. lot are just two kids. Two yeah. kids. Yeah. Who don't even really know him. They're friends right. with uh, Doc Thorne. Yeah. And uh, the uh, professor, yeah. Levine. Right. Um, and so, yeah, Malcolm just, in, in the movies, you got. Jeff Goldblum being charming, yeah. but snotty. Yeah. And this one is just snotty. And Michael Crichton himself tends to be kind of snotty. Yeah. So you get a snotty character writing... Uh, a lot of snot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much snot. Uh, it's like the Brachiosaur scene in yeah. uh, Jurassic Park, where it sneezes on oh, Lex. You, you sure. wouldn't know, because you've only seen it twice couple in your of entire times. life. A couple of times. Twice. Yeah, yeah maybe. Twice. Just Maybe twice. three times. Nope. It's possible. Only twice. Uh, so uh, we finished Jurassic Park, moving on to Lost World. Yeah, I've already started Lost World. Okay. They're on the island now. Okay. Uh, in the Lost World. It's pretty good, but Lost World start takes a long time to get going. Hmm. I wouldn't even say it's getting going yet. Sarah Harding hasn't got to the island yet. Everybody's just kind of showing up at different times, kind of like they're meeting at the log cabin oh, on different... You know, like, oh, we'll be there on Saturday. Don't, don't worry. Remember, I don't remember it being low, like a, a, low, like a slow yeah. start. Yeah. Well, what makes it... A slow start is everybody's like trying to figure out what we already know oh, is going to happen. Like with Jurassic Park, it's kind of interesting because you're still uh, you're seeing the the mystery of the island isn't super mysterious. Like people are getting invited to it. Yeah, uh, you're meeting different characters. With Lost World, it's just like where could these dinosaurs be? And you just want to mm-hmm. be it's Site B, and okay. so they're just trying to figure out different things. Like, are there dinosaurs? Yes, there are dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. And so it keeps kind of hinting around, like, what was this creature? It's like okay. it's a it's a Carnosaurus. That's fine. <laughs> Carnotaurus. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways. Any I'm, graphics or anything? Any other books you're... No, but I've got a pile of Batman comics i got to read. Some early 90s Batman. Mark... Not Mark Wade. Mark Wagner. Okay. Wagner? Matt Wagner? Yeah. Okay. Batman and the Monster Man. I read a Batman. Oh, yeah. I read Batman Year 100, and I really loved it. Woo! I liked it a lot more than you did. Well, you Not that it. it's a competition, but... Didn't you only like it like one star more than me? I really liked it. I thought it was great. Okay. Uh, so that's good. If you haven't read that, it's by Paul Pope. And <laughs> you sound like Paul I said Poop. I know. <laughs> Paul Pope. <laughs> uh, we don't have it in our collection, but we can get it for you if you want it. So yeah. you have but to ask. Uh, and you loved the art. I thought the art... The art is like objectively ugly, but I thought it worked well oh, in like the kind of story one. that it was telling. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also read another graphic, Star Trek uh, and the Legion of Superheroes, a <laughs> Star Trek DC crossover, okay. which did not work as well as the Star yeah. Trek Green Lantern crossover. You know what's so the, you know it what's was just okay. I was at Barnes and Noble, yeah, and with their they had their like Star Trek meets Planet of the Apes, yeah. Green Lantern meets Star Trek, yeah. They have and you and this other Star Trek thing. Uh, they also had a Green Lantern Planet of the meets Apes. Planet of the Apes, yeah. So, and at one point, I, I lo- was looking through it, and there were some apes that were yellow lanterns. That's fun. And I was like, okay. Yeah. That one looks better. The Star Trek Planet of the Apes was not that great. Well, it's because it's like the 60s yeah. Planet of the Apes movies. Right. So, it's just kind of like you have, and it's the 60s TV show? Planet, yes. Yeah. Uh, Star yep. Trek? Yeah. So, you have like a very dated version of Star Trek meeting the very dated version of Planet of the Apes. That's true. Sorry, man. I know you love them both. Yeah, I do. I read a couple of books. Mm -hmm. I finished Basket Case by Carl Hyacin. This is for our Page Turners Book Club. And the first event in our adult summer reading program, Libraries Rock. Uh Uh-huh. This is a a music-themed book, as all of our picks for the summer are. Basket Case? Yeah. Because of the Green Day song? No. Oh. But (laughs) it is about... uh, It's about... 
a former rock star who winds up dead after a diving accident. And the guy writing obituaries is kind of a washed up reporter who right. is interested in the band that this guy is from. The band's name is the Slut Puppies, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And so in the process of writing this obituary, he gets entangled and uh, goes a little deeper. And that's the mystery of it. Never read Carl Hyacin before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always been highly recommended. He's kind of got a an off kilter sort of irreverent humor that's supposed to run through his books. And this was, this had its funny moments. I mean, there's a point where he fends off an intruder with a frozen lizard. Right. Uh, which happens. <laughs> okay. It's that kind of humor that, that is laced throughout all of his books. I'm, hmm. uh, I understand, but there's a lot of, he's got a lot of rabid fans who right. just like want the next. So would you say the book was neurotic to the bone? Hmm. No, no doubt about it. Okay. Is this from Green Day? <laughs> yeah. Cool. It always works when you quote <laughs> 90s lyrics to me. That's right. Um, yeah, so I, I would recommend the book. I think the book club's going to like it. It's just kind of a simple, quick read. Nice. Again, like some some dated, like some sexism in it that I thought kind of like weakened the story. didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, okay. But the, the book overall was fine. You know, right. it was fine. It was nothing I would highly recommend. But you and your book club, even though they get knocked down, yeah. they get back up again. You're never going to keep them down. Okay. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah, that's Green Day. Okay. Uh, and then I it's read... not Green Day, everybody. It's Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. You fell for the greatest trick I in can't. all of history. I, let me tell you the honest truth, which is going to make you mad. Uh, Sugar Ray, Chumbawamba, and, and Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. I could never say, oh, that's that one. To me, they just all exist at the same time. Yikes. Have their hits. This is gross. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then I also <laughs> read a book, uh, a Star Wars book. And I have not enjoyed a Star Wars book in quite a while. But I did enjoy Most Wanted by Ray Carson. This mm-hmm. is uh, kind of a prequel to the Solo movie. Yeah. Uh, set in, set with those characters yeah. prior to the movie, which is the definition of a prequel. You should read. But it was very good. I haven't read any of Ray Carson's other stuff. I know she's got another YA series. Uh, but right. I thought this book did a good job capturing the characters Ray and Carson, capturing the whole YA vibe. The library series, okay. the like fire, fire and bone. Does that yes. sound familiar? Yes, yeah, I think you're right. Okay, uh, so that was good. Bone or I, yeah. And I think our copy is in now, so yeah, check it sh- out. You should read Lost Stars by Claudia oh, Gray, right. yeah, because that's also young adult. Well, I read her Bloodline, the mm-hmm. Leia book that's like an adult novel, and I really right. didn't like it. So that yeah. kind of put me off of Lost Stars. But Lost Stars is all original characters. Oh, that's cool. Like, happening around the movies. Okay. Oh, so, look, there's C-3PO. No, none of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's just, just in a way that... <laughs> Luke Skywalker just left. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Somebody does say, who the heck is Luke Skywalker? Yeah. Like, when the Death Star blows up, yeah. they're like, who the heck is Luke Skywalker? Yeah. I don't know if that's what they sounded like because I didn't listen I think, to the audio book. I think it probably was. I am currently reading Tears of the Giraffe by <laughs> friend of the podcast, Alexander McCall Smith. Yeah, I'm s- book two in the number one ladies detective agency. I'm in. I'm yeah. enjoying it. So what uh, was that title again? Tears of the Giraffe. I can't do I was going to do it because it makes me want to do the Tears of the Clown bit from the song. Not Smokey Robinson. Because I would get a Smokey Robinson reference. No. No. I want to be like, I hate that song. I always think they're talking about me when it comes on. Okay. So it's a song that you want to reference a song that references Smokey Robinson. It's P. Diddy's art. Okay. So uh, so I'm reading that. I'm reading Black Bolt, volume one from our graphic novel collection. Somebody has to. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I started on audio, Camino Island by Mr. John Grisham. And as longtime listeners will know. Why am I connecting? Oh, Camino I, is a planet in Star Wars. 
Oh yeah, right. Okay. I have been in a bit of a Grish drought. You sure I haven't have. liked anything that he's done in quite a while. Yeah. But Camino Island, Camino Island has a pretty strong start. Nice. So uh, if you want to listen to our John Grisham episode, all you have to do is go to soundcloud.com slash all the books or wherever you get your podcasts yeah. and search for our Grisham episode, which was very early. Yeah. Might be the debut of my little brother who has not been on yeah. the podcast in quite a while, even though he's closer than ever now. So I guess we'll have to, we'll have to remedy that. And that's it for me. I watched a couple of page to screen adaptations. Would you like to hear about them? Mm, yes. I watched Nikki Wild Dog of the North. A Disney movie from 1961. Have you oh, heard of this? That's a page to screen adaptation? Yes, it is. Okay. Do you know the movie? No. Okay. It's set in uh, <laughs> Canada. Like, right. Canada. Is Kurt Russell the, in this? The Northwest Territory, Canada. No, he's not. And it's about a guy who has a, a, a Malumut, who's like a uh, one, one sixth, I think, like a wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just out exploring, and then they run into a little bear cub who's lost his mother. Oh, no. And he ties them together so he can get them back to the boat. Uh-huh. And bad news. The boat hits some rapids. They all fall out and get separated. Now you got a half wolf cub running around with a bear. Right. So hilarity so, ensues. So it's one of those uh, amazing journey Sure, books. yeah, exactly. It is based on the 1919 novel Nomads of the North by James Oliver Curwood. Hmm. So... Okay. If you're a big fan of James Oliver yeah. Kerwood, who hasn't published a book in 100 years, yeah. uh, you might want to check out Nikki Wild Dog of the North. I'm always terrified to watch animal movies that are that old. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times where I was like, oh, that animal can't be enjoying what's happening right now. Yeah. And there were some times where it seems like they just like put yeah. a brown bear and a black bear in a room and were like, yeah, let's see if they kill each other. Yeah. And then just yeah. filmed it. And there yeah. was a couple times where, you know, they're like tied together and I'm like, ah. Yeah. So it was a little tense. Yeah. It was a little tense. They just throw an animal into the water. It's like, I think it can swim, right? I Yeah, I think pretty much. Oh, shoot, it can't. All right, yeah. it's about a horse now. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you were exaggerating. <laughs> and then we watched the, the PBS or probably BBC mm-hmm. uh, miniseries of Little Women. Do you like do you like Little Women? Uh, the story? Yeah. yeah. I like the... Uh, I mean, I haven't read the book, okay. but I like the Renona Ryder. Yeah, movie. Renona Ryder and Susan Sarandon, Christian Bale, Christian, Christian Dunst. Dunst. I mean, it's an all-star cast. Claire Danes. I think Claire Danes isn't Claire it? Claire Danes. Yeah. I did always really like that she movie. Is. I think actually I've read the uh, illustrated classic, but I haven't read the full mm. out Little Women. Anyway, uh, this was good. It starts a little rocky, like their chemistry is not great, mm-hmm. but over the course of the three episodes, it got to a point where we really enjoyed it. Nice. Angela Lansbury's in it. Yikes. She's like 116. She plays their great aunt, who's grumpy. She did a good job. Yeah. So those those were my page of screen adaptations. Okay. Did you watch or read anything? Did I watch or read anything? No, I know you read, but I mean, did you did you watch anything based on a book? Uh, let's see. Ocean's Eight is not based on a book. No, but I watched that. No. Okay. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, it was fine. How how do you feel about the Ocean's movies overall? I liked Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Hated Ocean's Twelve. Never watched Ocean's Thirteen. What about the classic, like with the Rat Pack? The oh, original? no. I've heard it's You're, real boring. It's very slow. Or it's and just them kind of like sitting around joking about each other. Yeah, fun. right. So. Ocean's Eleven, the first one, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, George Clooney and Brad right. Pitt is good. Right. The second one is like goofy to the extreme. Ugh. And the third one is like serious to the extreme. So, mm. okay. yeah, I, I think probably the first one is the way to go. Yeah, I don't have a appreciate. Would, you, really would you recommend Ocean's Eight? 
Yeah, it's a fun time. Okay. It's not as complicated as Ocean's Eleven was. Okay. But we started uh, we started season two okay. of West uh, Westworld, which isn't based on a book, but it's True. based on a Michael Crichton movie. Uh, and I'm enjoying it much more than the first season because oh, things good. are happening. It's a bit more sci-fi. Yeah, I know you had some problems with the long time like yeah. just get to the point already um mode of storytelling that's very true and okay. uh even last night's episode that i watched definitely pushed me uh but i also started a game called metro 2033 okay it's but it's that's based off of a post-apocalyptic science fiction novel by russian author dimitri uh gluk uh boy Havasky. Okay. i can't i can't say anyway it's just there's not a lot of games that get based off of books that end up being good okay um but this one is so i don't know how close like this where how the game relates to the book but playing the game i'm like i might check this book out interesting so i guess it's like a bestseller but i hadn't heard of it until now well, uh, tell me the title again metro 2033 no, uh it has two sequels 34 35 obviously any squeakquels uh, uh i don't know okay uh so basically the survivors are hiding uh, underground in the Russian metro, okay, uh, because of a nuclear holocaust. But like the world is now full of like monsters and stuff. Ooh. I thought it was a vampire book. I was wrong. Yeah, so uh, dead wrong. Yeah, maybe when I finish the game, I'll actually check these out, see how uh, cool. how it translates and everything. Sounds good. So, uh, did you ever see? Maybe you haven't. Night Walkers, not no. Night Walkers. Night. Oh, keep go ahead. Okay. Well, I was just going to mention that our John Grisham Spotlight, if you're interested, is episode 20. So soundcloud.com slash all the books and scroll down to episode 20 and listen to our chat about John Grisham. Uh, Night Watch. Night Watch. It's a Russian vampire film. No. It is crazy. All right. I've got a bit of a scoop for you. I know maybe you're aware of this because we, we talk about Frank Miller quite a bit. Renowned comic writer. And no, author. I don't have any news about okay, him. Okay, Frank Unless Miller. Unless he died. No. Oh. Uh... He, he signed a deal to publish five new projects with DC. Oh, one of them is Superman Year One, which we've known about. Why you no. would give... Oh, really? I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. Who gave Frank Miller the right to do Superman oh, anything? I know. Yeah, he hates Superman's guts. It's a terrible idea. Oh, Year but One's going to be... But this next one, I think, is actually a very cool idea, and uh-huh. I think you will, too. Okay. He is going to write a young adult graphic novel about Carrie Kelly. Oh, I like Carrie Kelly. I know. I love Carrie, Carrie Kelly. Kelly, the, I don't know, fourth Robin, I guess, at this point. The Robin from Frank Miller's Dark Knight. Which is like an alternate reality. It's alternate an Elseworld thing. Yeah, Elseworld so, thing. But she's definitely one of my favorite Robins. Yeah. Uh, and having gone through all of the Dark Knight books, sequels, yeah. that maybe shouldn't have happened, but yeah. some were better than others, uh, it just kind of hammered her to the point, like, oh, I like Carrie Kelly. Yeah, like, she's, anytime she shows up. Yeah, she's a good character. So. And the he's not illustrating it, which is... <laughs> Yeah, a good thing. Yeah, so I there's no date announced for that, but they do. They have shared. But that's some, only two of five. Two of five. Yeah. Yeesh. They have shared some concept art online. Ben Ben Caldwell is the one who's drawing it, and it looks great. I think it looks really cool. Hmm. I like the character designs. Um. So anyway, that's just a little bit of uh, literary news to wet your whistle. Let's move on to more book news. Okay. Uh, I've got. We're gonna some... have to talk way more about Superman Year One. Yes, soon that's because that's. Be... That's, That's a terrible idea. That's Here's, oh, nice. Here are some things coming your way in August. These are our advance notices. Uh, Faye Kellerman fans, we have book number 25 in her Peter Decker slash Rena Lazarus series. Faye what? Kellerman. What? I, I just haven't. Who are these characters? Faye Kellerman. Peter Decker and Rena Lazarus. 
I, no. This is not an author that I follow. Okay. She's kind of a kind of a sleeper hit. Okay. There's never like, yay, Faye Kellerman, but it seems <laughs> like they, you know, they usually make their way to the bestseller list. There's definitely a fan base for it. Right. Uh, they don't typically make a big splash. Uh, D- Detective Peter Decker and his wife, Rena Lazarus, risk life and limb to solve a pair of brutal murders that may be tied to a crime from more than 20 years ago in this intense and addictive mystery from New York Times bestselling author Faye Kellerman. So... I, we typically, I don't think we put these in the mystery section. I think they're more like suspense type. Mm. Although this one does sound like it might be leaning a little bit more towards mystery. Right. Uh, James Patterson, Texas Ranger. Ooh, the I saw a review for the Bill Clinton James Patterson oh. book, and it's not kind. Yeah, I saw it on the shelves. Had a C plus. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm not surprised yeah. at all that it's not good. I think the review called it silly. I actually don't think that I'm going to read that book. What? I know. Okay. I haven't read Jimmy Hornet. Uh, Jimmy Hornet. Jimmy Carter's <laughs> Jimmy Carter's book Hornet's Nest. I haven't read oh, that okay. either. So who's Jimmy Hornet? Sounds cool. J- he does. Sounds like he's, a detective. Yeah, he's like a retro PI. Yeah. He's, hey, Jimmy Hornet's on the scene. <laughs> he's not afraid to break some rules. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean. Yeah. He's he's yeah. very much in the school of yeah. the ends justify the means. You've and shaken up the Hornet's Nest. The means justify the ends. That's the one. Yeah. 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 And he puts the mean in means. Yeah. Let me tell you yeah. what. You want to watch out for his sting. Yeah, you sure do. Yeah. You sure do. Jimmy Hornet's yeah. on the case. Yeah. Uh, Texas- Careful, I've got a bee allergy. <laughs> what about a hornet allergy? Punch. <laughs> I love it. That's just the splash page. Uh, for some reason, James Patterson is writing a book called Texas Ranger, and he's writing with this with Andrew Burrell. Officer Rory Yates is called home to settle deadly scores. But this isn't... A Walker, Texas a, not Ranger. a Walker, Texas Ranger. Well, I don't think he couldn't get him. He can get Bill Clinton, but he can't get, can't uh, get Chuck Norris. Chuck no. Norris. Rory Yates' skill and commitment to the badge have seen him rise through the ranks in the Texas Ranger division, but it came at a cost: his marriage. Oh no! When he receives a worrying phone call from his ex-wife Anne, Rory speeds to what used to be their marital home. He arrives to a horrifying crime scene and a scathing accusation. He is named a suspect in Anne's murder. Whoa! Right there. Mm-hmm. Rory's only uh, choice is to find the killer himself. He risks his job, his pride, his reputation among everyone he loves to pursue the truth. Yates follows the Ranger's creed, never to surrender. That code just might bring him out alive. Really covering new ground with this uh, cop accused of a personal murder, and he's got to go on his own. (laughs) Go on his own. He he needs to enlist the services of Jimmy Hornet to find out. Uh, who killed Chuck Norris's wife? So that's oh uh, that's coming to you. That's coming to you soon. Yeah. And then finally, in large print, I couldn't think of the word for a minute there. The that's last good. thing she ever did. Oh, by Greg Olson. Let me guess. Died. Greg Olson is the uh, lesser known of the Olson siblings. <laughs> so, so Mary Kate, Ashley, Elizabeth, Greg, and, and Greg. Yeah. yeah, and Greg. He doesn't look anything like them. Didn't which is go a big into problem. the family yeah. business. Yeah. Uh, he's he's German. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the community <laughs> along Oregon's Deschutes River is one of the successful careers and perfect families. For years up and... Oh, my gosh. For years, up-and-comers Liz and Owen have admired their good friends and neighbors, Carol and David. They appear to have it all. Security, happiness, mm-hmm. and a beautiful young son, Charlie. Ooh. Uh, then Charlie vanishes without a trace, and Saw all that, that seemed safe yeah. is shattered by a tragedy that is incomprehensible. Except to Liz. It took one fleeting moment for her to change the lives of everyone she loves. A heart-rending accident that can't be undone. Neither can the second worst mistake of her life concealing it. 
As two marriages crack and buckle in grief and fear, Liz retreats into her own dark place of guilt, escalating paranoia and betrays even and betrayals even she can't imagine because there's another good neighbor who has his own secrets, his own pain, and his own reasons for watching Liz's every move. And only he knows the mystery of the missing boy on the Deschutes River is far from over. Mm. That's a poorly worded yeah. <laughs> description. Yeah. I hope the book is better than that. Oh. But yeah. you never know. You never know. Yeah. Unless they get Jimmy Hornet, though. They're never if finding Jimmy that Hornet's, kid. No, they need Jimmy Hornet on yeah. the case. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what have you got? And a Texas Ranger would probably help. Yeah. So... Sure. What's on the New York Times bestseller list this For month? For hardcover nonfiction, okay. we have Tide at 11 and 10, uh, so Three Days in Moscow by Brett Bayer and Catherine Whitney. Uh, the Fox News anchor describes Ronald Reagan's 1988 visit to the so- uh, Soviet capital. Wow. Number 10 is Educated by Tara Westover, the daughter of a survivalist, leaves home for university. So are you going to read that now that you've read The Glass Castle? Yeah, I'll read that next. Uh, number nine, I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNama. So this is the search for the Golden State Killer. Right. Um, that came out before they caught him, though, right? Um, so it's going to end with, like, still looking. Yeah. I mm. mean, I think, it can, I think it was early enough that they could probably amend the ending before final printing. Okay. Uh, number eight, new this week, Tailspin. Oh, why, I didn't even think about All this. All the trouble we get in with another Tailspin. Boom, boom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, by Stephen Brill. Yeah. A look how American values and democracy have deteriorated and the people and the institutions seeking to reverse this. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. I didn't... There's there's some political stuff on this nonfiction oh, list. Oh, that's strange. That's weird. Number seven, Facts and Fears by James R. Clapper. The former director of national intelligence describes events that challenge the intelligence community and considers some ethical questions around its efforts. Ooh. Number six, Barracoon by Zora Zell Houston. Her- Hurston. A previously unpublished... Are you saying Zora Neale Hurston? Yeah. Okay. You you said like Zora Zell Hirschbop. Oh, I guess my brain yeah. turned off. Okay. Uh, Zora Neale Hurston, everyone. A previously unpublished first-person account of a man who was enslaved 50 years after the slave trade was banned. Oh, right. Yeah, that sounded interesting. Uh, a downer, to be sure. Right. But sure. Interesting. Yeah. Number five, How to Change Your Mind by hmm. Michelle Pollan. I'm never going to read that book. Well, hold on. A personal yeah. account of how psychedelics might help the mentally ill and people dealing with everyday challenges. Hmm. Maybe uh, I'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it changed my mind. You're going to take psychedelics. Yeah. To change your... But, and then you you'll be like, it. time to read this book. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder if it ends with... Oh, by the way, just don't take psychedelics. Hmm. That's well, a hard stance. that's an option. I, I think all the books show we take a hard, we take a hard stance. We're anti-drugs. Anti-drugs. That's right. Nice. No drugs. <laughs> so somebody sent me a uh, a picture of uh, the Ninja Tur- No, the Ninja Turtles. Oh. It was the '80s Ninja Turtles cartoon, and it says, uh, "Say no to drugs, say yes to pizza." Yeah, and all the turtles are like throwing pizza at you. That's right. So it's that's a pretty good argument, though. Yeah. Like if if you only have one or the other, yeah, I'm picking pizza. Yeah. So that's a great choice. Yeah. Number four, "The Soul of America" by John uh, McCam. Meekum? Okay. Misham? Misham. By John Misham. Sure. Uh, I got there. That was fun. Yes. Okay. The, uh, the present political climate is contextualized through the oh. lens of difficult moments in American history. Hold on. We're not done with this stuff. Number three is tied with number two. 
a higher loyalty by James Comey. <laughs> Former FBI director reencounts cases and personal events that shaped his outlook on justice. Number two, the restless wave. Made a lot wave. of weird decisions, you tall man. <laughs> Number two, the restless wave by John McCain and Mark Sattler, a memoir by the Republic senator for Arizona from Arizona. Yeah, John McCain, sure. Number one, Calypso by David Sedaris. Hey. A collection of comedic stories of mortality, middle age, in a beach house dubbed mm. the C-section. Interesting. I haven't read a... I didn't read the Let's, Let's Talk Diabetes with Owls. I read whatever came out before that, yeah. When You're Engulfed in Flames. Okay. I, I'm a big David Sedaris fan. Yeah. But I guess that's two I haven't read, so... It does disappoint me that, like... Maybe I'm the a liar. Non, the nonfiction list isn't, like, how to have the perfect rice. Teeth. Sure. For your rice. <laughs> you know, How to have the perfect rice teeth. Yeah, like where's all the uh, dinosaurs and where you can find them in your own backyard? Eating rice you with think? their perfect teeth. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now we're on the hardcover, uh, New York Times hardcover fiction. Yes. Adult fiction. You know what? I want to I wanna give a shout out to our longtime listener, uh, Ben Murphy, who we saw over the weekend. So hello to Ben and Hi, Hannah, ben. who are probably cooking their dinner right Hi, now, Hannah. just listening to us. Yeah. So we should have done something more scary. We should have been like, Ben, look out! Ah, was he, do you think he was scared? Yeah, I'm scared. Okay. So <laughs> sure hope he didn't drop any like eggs or anything. Yeah. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Kind of funny, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless right now he actually did drop eggs, and yeah. like he's hearing us joking about how yeah. he dropped he's eggs. Like guys, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an impression? It's not a good impression, but... Apologies to Ben and Hannah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number and hello. <laughs> number 11 on this New York Times bestsellers list. We're okay. doing number 11 because it's tied with number 10. Ben, behind you. God. Come on, man. Sorry. That's it. That's uh, the last thing. There I are hope... people wearing headphones. I'm sorry, you guys. There's probably other Bens Look, they'll appreciate, out there. <laughs> they'll appreciate the joke. Yeah. Okay. If if uh, a friend and contributor of the show, Ben Lehman, yeah. is out there, yeah. he just drove off into the river. <laughs> he's a hearty little swimmer. He'll he's be trying fine. to break the glass will windshield fine. with his fist. Like, yeah. why? Yeah. What? This podcast is still playing. Everything yeah. else in the car isn't working, but this podcast is he's still like, going. That is what's happening. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Any more Bens you want to do unflattering impressions of? Uh, I'm Ben Stein. <laughs> no, that, Bueller. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Was it? Yeah. For oh, ben, go ahead. Take for, it for Ben Stein. Yeah. Oh. Let me hear it. Mm. I don't think I can. Yeah. Uh, you simply don't have the credentials for this job. That was not good. Okay, that, that was better worse. than yours. No, it wasn't. Okay, no, it wasn't. Ben, look out. All right, go on. <laughs> Bestseller list number eleven. Little fires everywhere. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ben and Hannah probably have little fires everywhere after we startled <laughs> them while we were <laughs> cooking. <so> stupid. <laughs> You're what if they do? You're stupid. <laughs> what if this is still playing? Well, then they'll appreciate that it's okay. on the podcast forever. Uh, and <laughs> an artist up uh, upends a quiet town outside of Cleveland with fires. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's artistic fires. Oh, okay. Like an arson. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, arsonist. Yeah, I feel like you're kind of encouraging arson by calling it artistic. So. All the books also has a firm anti-arson stance. Right, sure. Okay, go on. Uh, number 10, Before number 10. We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. Wingate. It's going down on the list now, sure but is. 37 weeks. Yeah. So I'm Couldn't sure. Couldn't make it to 40, could you, Lisa Wingate? <laughs> I mean, it might. Yeah, you're right. We'll see. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll see. see. In three weeks, we'll, we'll yeah. know. Number nine, The Cast by Danielle Steele. A magazine columnist meets an array of Hollywood professionals when a producer turns a story about her grandmother into a TV series. Oh, what an absolute gas. Sounds boring. Oh, jeez. 
Okay. Uh, number eight, by invitation only, by Dorothy Benton Frank. Mm-hmm. Dorothea. Dorothea Benton Frank. The daughter of a Chicago power broker and the son <laughs> of, a, of a southern peach far- farmer decide to wed. <laughs> so this is... Yeah, Jimmy Carter and his, his offspring. Chicago power broker, yeah. Chicago. Number seven, the... Wait, if if a president... Yes. ...was a peach farmer... Yeah. ...then they're always uh, impeached. They're always impeached. Yeah. yeah. Almost. That almost works. Okay. You know what? I'm going to give it to you. Thank you. Well done. Number seven, The Fallen by David Baldacci. Amos Decker puts his talents to Amos. solving a string of murders. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? So just, you just say Amos. You're Amos. Like, Amos. It's Amos. Okay. Amos? Agree to disagree. Amos Decker? Yeah. No, Amos Decker. Amos. Amos Decker. Amos. Number six, five weeks on the list, The 17th Suspects by James Patterson and Maxine Pietro. This Look, is the latest installment of the Women's Murder Club series. Nick's it, favorite James Patterson series by far. I guess I just want to say, if you have 17 suspects, uh-huh. you are not doing a good job right? from an investigation yeah. standpoint. Well, I think it's only going to get worse as if the series like, goes on. If there could only be there's 17 possible suspects, yeah. Yeah. it's like, go back to the drawing board. Come back when you got three. Three so, to five in a pinch, but 17? You could read the series backwards, and then it's kind of like a then That's there was true. none situation. Yeah, but I'm afraid all the hidden messages would come out. Yeah. Uh, hey, do you remember, speaking of that, uh, Then There Were None, do you remember when we saw a high school performance of Then There Was None? Yeah, I see it whenever I close my eyes. <laughs> the the killer, yeah. we find out who the killer was, yeah. and it's just this like very polite kid yeah. for most of the thing. And then he just becomes like, he goes from polite yeah. to psychotic. Like derailed. And yeah. it was like instantly, this wasn't like yeah. a, a dimmer switch. This was, no. you just flipped it. No. And he, like, there was a point where it looked like he was choking the girl yeah. with a rope, yeah. with a noose. Yeah. And I did not, I wasn't yeah. sure if he was really killing yeah. this girl. Yeah. I wasn't even sure it was part of the play. Yeah. So, he's I, like, I, I got up, I got up and pulled the fire alarm. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. He was like, I shall have my head. And we're like, yeah. guys, guys. <laughs> the director's Should like, Should we oh. intervene? The director's just did looking at the script. Where is it? Where is it? Huh? Why is he calling him by their real name? <laughs> yeah. That was an experience. Yeah. But it, it was probably the most intense high school performance I've ever seen of anything. Oh, probably. So. I don't think I've broken out into an open sweat while watching another high school I remember play. that forever. I will, too. Uh, number five, To the Moon and Back mm. by Karen Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. All right. A man whose mother died in Oklahoma City bombing seeks to reconnect with a woman also affected by this tragedy. Oh. Hmm. Sad. Yeah, I guess so. But it looks like it's also a romance. Hmm. So. Interesting. That's a nice way to take... Oh, no. Guess who's back? Who? Back again. Who? Ruth wears back. Oh, really? Yep. The Death of Mrs. Westaway by Ruth Ware. A tarot card reader mistakenly receives an inheritance letter. Is that how I'm supposed to say it? Yes. No, it's tarot. Tarot. That's... Tarot, tarot. (laughs) 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 All right, so a tarot card reader. That sounds stupid. Tarot. Tarot. Tarot card. Look, a card yeah. reader mistakenly receives an inheritance <laughs> letter and attends the funeral of the deceased <laughs> by Ruth Ware. This cover, these new covers are not doing her any favors. Really, no. Not that her writing does these covers <laughs> any favor. It's rude. Okay. Are you going to read this? You've the, read two now. The paperback cover of The Lion Game is actually really good, but, okay. the, but the main cover is bad. Because you read The Lion Game. I did. And you yeah, liked it more uh, than The Woman in Cabin 10. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was more complex. So you're going to read The Death of Mrs. Westaway? Uh, well, you're right about that cover. That's lame. I might. It's just I don't know. a gate with I some thorns and some birds. It's all yeah. black and white. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, she's back. She's the... Who called her the Agatha Christie of 
our day. Uh, I think it was just on the book blurb. I don't remember who it was. I have not read her first book in the dark, uh, dark, dark world, which I, I think actually got pretty good mm. reviews. Oh my gosh, they've made a uh, a single Batman animated series episode into a novel by Clive Cussler and Robin Burcell, The Gray Ghost. Mm. That's a that, deep. That's a deep cut. Yeah, only that's a, a few people. Cut. There was an episode of Batman the Animated Series with the character called the Great Ghost, yeah. played by Adam West. Adam West himself, uh, the late Adam West, unfortunately. Yes, but this is called. But this is by Clive Cussler and Robin Purcell. This is Sam and Remy Fargo. So it's one of those Fargo books. Yep. Uh, search for Rolls Royce prototype that has vanished from, vanished for a second time. Mm. The cover is just the Rolls Rolls Royce I on know, fire. I know. What happened to all the fun adventures in jungles? Where's the Clive Cussler we used to Are there love? no Mayan pyramids to discover? There's none. Hmm. There's none. Number two, Shelter in Place by Nora Roberts. Uh, survivors of a mass shooting outside of a mall in Portland, uh, Missouri? No, what's M-E? Uh, Maine. Maine. Mm-hmm. Oh, Portland, Maine. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a lot more sense. Uh, develop a different coping mechanisms and face a new menace. A new menace? Uh, number one. The Outsider by Stephen King. Hmm. A detective investigates a seemingly wholesome member of the community when an 11-year-old boy's body is found. Yeah, brutal. Hmm. You going to read this? I don't know. Or is I, the subject I, matter I, too dark? I don't like the subject matter. Uh, I also haven't read Sleeping Beauties. The cover's a so little disturbing. It is. So I'm out of the habit. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe. Maybe someday. Okay. Maybe. The only one I'm planning this year for our, for the Patreon's book club, we're doing uh, The Dead Zone. Oh. For, the, for the book club, I'd read that. So I think you signed up for it. So son of a you're guy. about to. Uh, is that it for the New York Times bestsellers? Yeah, that was okay. number one. The Outsider, Stephen King, still number one. Did, were you able to secure the rights to the Mission Impossible theme? Uh, yes. Okay, but it has to be uh, a cappella. <clears throat> it has to be performed by us. Really? Yes, it okay. has to be like an original remix. But you got, you got the rights to use those actual, the actual notes in that sequence. Yeah. Yep. Yep, but we have to do it. Right. So. Okay, but you, because we could get in a lot of trouble if you don't have the right. So No, it's fine. Now's the time to come this, out and tell this me. This is counted as a remix. Okay. So, and remixes are allowed Just under to be the safe, fair rights. Mine will be a parody of the Mission Impossible theme. Okay. So, join me in a parody of the Mission Impossible theme. Are okay. you ready? Yeah. Okay, go. Dun, 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 dun. You're not doing anything. Oh, I, I, was, I was waiting for my part. No, we go at the same time. Let's try it okay. again. Ready? Uh-huh. Hey, how's it going? Okay. <laughs> you know what? That last bit was improv, but I think it actually really worked. All right. So thanks. I want to hats off to you. All right. Hats off to you. Uh, as we said, top loaded in this episode, mm-hmm. we're talking spies. We tricked you. You thought it wasn't about spies you thought it anymore. Was, yeah, you thought it was a, a double cross, but yeah. it, was a, it was a single cross. Or a triple cross. Or a triple crown, where a That's horse wins three races. <laughs> yes. So it's one of those things. That horse was always working for the CIA. What? Yep. Wow. Spy horse. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yep. <laughs> Give me a pencil. I need yeah. to write this down. Spy horse. Uh, Secretariat, do you think? Do you think it was Secretariat? Like that was that, a spy that horse? That was his cover? Yeah. yeah. That'd be you great. might not make it out of alive, spy yeah. horse. Spy horse. Tell me something I don't do. <laughs> so golden <laughs> that's so golden jimmy hornet is on yep. the hot on the trail of <laughs> yep. double agent secretary at yep. the yep. horse yeah almost only counts in horseshoes that's it? about to account <laughs> for a lot more 
Uh, well, we're not just going to talk about James Bond the whole time because we did that for a very long time back in episode eleven. Yeah, which you one can of find. our least popular episodes. It turns out people yeah. didn't want to listen to us just ramble about every single James Bond thing was... there was. James Bond Junior. The books, the games, the yeah. movies, yeah. songs inspired by James Bond, <laughs> words that sound yeah. like James Bond. Yeah, so yeah. like same. Pond. Yeah, onesies that we wore as children with, yeah. James, Bond. with James Bond logos yeah. on them. Uh, so we will not talk about James Bond <laughs> that much. Yeah, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, take me into the world of spies, Eric. What, how do you feel about this genre? What? Do you read a lot of spy novels? No, I don't read a lot of spy novels, but I like a spy film. Okay, in All right. general. Do you got a favorite spy film right off the top? Uh, I guess. The James, uh, not James, the Jason Bourne trilogy, the original trilogy. Okay. None of this Jason Bourne four. Yeah, the Jeremy Renner one and yeah, just Jason so, Bourne are your favorites? Yeah, just the three. The last two you like the best, you're saying? The most Ye- recent? No. Oh, That's okay. what I'm not okay. saying. I'm, oh, the opposite of that. Bourne, Bourne mm, Identity, Bourne, uh, oh Bourne my God. Supremacy. Thank you. Supremacy and then Bourne yep. Ultimatum. Yeah. really like those. Yep. Yeah. So. Born on the Bayou, I think was one of them. Yes. Uh, born on the Fourth of July. Yep. Another one. Yep. Yep. Born to be wild. Born in. That was a weird one. Born to be wild, I think. Yeah. So uh, I'm not a huge fan of those movies. Yeah, I know. But I love that first book. Okay. Just the Born Identity by Robert Ludlum. Mm-hmm. It's a long book, but it's very good. I mm-hmm. haven't read any of the others. And Eric von Lesbander took over the series mm-hmm. after the initial trilogy. Um, it's been a while since one of those have come out, but they remained popular for quite a while. But I, I think you'd like that first book. Maybe. It's very different from the movie. Mm. You have to kind of divorce yourself from the movie. Okay. There is a miniseries with um, Richard Chamberlain as Jason Bourne that follows the move, the book very closely, and that's pretty good. Mm. But I really like the story from the book. Okay. Anyway, uh, let me see. I, I've got... I mean, I've read quite a few spy novels as I go back and look over it. I've read a few. Okay. Mr. Catty. All right. Um, I know I said we weren't going to talk a ton about James Bond. Oh, boy. Here it comes. But I think I got to give it to Casino Royale for my favorite spy novel. Well, I've read that one that I've ever read. I think that's a, I think that's just a really strong entry. Yeah, I haven't liked any other James Bond books besides Casino Royale. Hmm. So I thought like I loved it so much, I was like, I can't wait to read the next one. And How then, was Trigger Mortis? I didn't read Trigger Mortis, so okay. maybe I need to give Anthony Horowitz a, a try. Yeah. Uh, but Casino Royale, I think, holds up and is very strong. And the Daniel Craig adaptation is pretty faithful to it as well. Yeah. So really got like the feel of Fleming's like mm-hmm. grittier, more unpleasant James Bond that mm-hmm. Roger Moore sort of dusted away with his winking. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite spy novel? Uh, hmm. Spy novel. I guess not. Um, okay. I think you can count... Hunt for Red October as a spy yeah, novel. I would count the Jack Ryan books, absolutely. But I don't think it'd be my favorite. Okay. Uh, I need to read more of those, I guess. Um, what's the other one? Rainbow Six isn't a spy novel, so I can't count that. Sorry. What is it? Uh, it's about a uh, special ops team. Oh, okay. So, no, it doesn't get to count. But then, so I guess it's just between that and Casino Royale. Okay. Would be the big ones that I can think of right now. Well, you know meant- what? Yeah. I'm going to give it to Harriet the Spy. Harriet the Spy. Yep. Classic. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Tom Clancy and Jack Ryan for a minute there. Okay. I don't know if anybody has seen the trailer for the new uh, Amazon show coming out with John Krasinski as Jack Ryan. No, I have not. Um, I watched it. Yeah. It looks interesting. I think his type is right. Boring? I think, 
Well, snap. I think it's been a while since they've cast a Jack Ryan who really fits the mold of the books where he, he's meant to be an atypical type of agent. Right. You know, he's not a field agent. That's mm-hmm. that's what makes it so interesting. So snap. That's why I feel like uh, maybe John Krasinski will take the take the top mark here. But I think Alec Baldwin is the best uh, as Jack Ryan. Yeah. Because he doesn't... Harrison Ford just... Plus, he's married to uh, Beverly Crusher. He is married to Beverly Crusher. That's right. So. Harrison Ford, as he's much as Harrison I love, Ford. I just don't like him in that role. Yeah. Ben Affleck is hardly worth talking about in The Sum of All Fears. Now. And I like Chris Pine in in Shadow Anything. Recruit. I mean, oh, I, I Shadow liked Recruit. Shadow Recruit quite a bit. But I, again, I didn't think he was a good fit for the Jack Ryan character. Right. Did you watch Shadow Recruit? No. I think it was just me. I think I'm the only person who's yeah, seen it outside I think so. of me, Chris Pine... I think that's it. Yeah, Karen Knightley was like, she didn't. No, she thanks. didn't make it through the whole movie. No, she yeah. didn't watch it. Um, so you're not really a fan of the whole Jack Ryan stuff, no. And I mean, those okay. are the only two Tom. I have what's the one I have that I asked Red Rabbit. And okay. that one to read. I don't know if that's a spy novel. I or think not. that's a Jack Ryan. Ah, I think it is. Well, uh, could be. It's just so big, and I've already read Tom Clancy, so I know how dense yeah. those books are. Yeah, I have great memories of reading Rainbow Six, um, but I don't have great memories of reading. Hunt for Red October. Oh, really? See, I liked I liked Hunt for Red October. Okay, it's too long. I mean, that's just that you really have to commit. Hunt for Red October is pretty short, comparatively. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's still it feels like you it's could probably shave, like the shortest book. You could shave a hundred pages out yeah. of it, you know, easily. Yeah. Uh, yes, just to confirm, Jack Ryan. It is. It's in the Jack Ryan universe. Red Rabbit. It is cool. a. It is a spy novel. Cool. Um, well, then I have that to read. Hunt for Red October is the only. Is the only Tom Clancy that I've actually like read cover mm-hmm. to cover. I read one of his like based on a Tom Clancy game. I read Hawks, which was pretty fun, uh-huh. but it's not Splinter by any cell. means like a serious book. It's yeah. a it's a you know sort of a goofy yeah Tom kind of book. Tom Clancy went. I I guess he's like saw the future of video games and was like get me in there yeah because he's gone and s- things still come out under his name oh, for yeah. books he didn't write. Yep. It's still like Tom Clancy's this, Tom Clancy's that. I mean, and they're bringing back Splinter Cell. And so like people still really have an affection for Tom Clancy video games yeah. too. Yeah. They so, do. He, yeah. It's funny. I mean, you've made this point before, but you know, Tom, Tom Clancy as a brand, I mean, he's he, Tom Clancy, the Tom Clancy brand continues to pick up new yeah. fans yeah. long after Tom Clancy's been mm-hmm. out of the game. Yeah. Uh, and out of this plane of existence yeah. as well. He looked like a tough guy. Every time I saw a picture of him, I was like, oh, he could just punch my face right yeah. into the back of my skull. Yeah, he probably could. So. He probably could at that. What, your feelings on the Jack Ryan's movies? Do you, you like any of them? Just the first one. That's the only one you've seen? Yeah, we've already oh. talked about that. Okay, all right. Sorry. Nick. Sorry. Yeah, Hunt for October. It's a good movie. Okay, yeah, I agree. Sean Connery's great in it. Yeah. Um, let's let's take a couple of listener responses here on, on uh, Twitter. And our Twitter, again, folks, is All the Book Show, at All the Book Show on Twitter. We love to hear from fans. Uh, user at Linicky underscore Edward said, 12 Days by Alex Berenson, but it's also the only one I've read. It was a page turner. So he doesn't have anything to compare it to, but he's a fan of the uh, Alex Berenson's 12 Days. It's not one that I've read. Mm. But we can talk about Alex for a minute. I know we have quite a lot. But, <laughs> um, I would recommend The Faithful Spy. I think it's uh, it's easy to pick up and read. It, um, if you, if you're more interested in like the, you know, characters or strong characters versus like the whole like spy plot, I think that you'll find a lot in there. Uh, and it won the Edgar Award against some pretty stiff competition. So it's a, it's a well-respected book. And right. of course we have that here in the collection. Uh, Alex Berenson himself 
uh, answered this question, and his favorite was The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, which is a... Uh, that one's familiar to me. It's Why? A, it's a John le Carre uh, novel ah. based on... or Starring the, the character of George Smiley, who goes throughout... There's a whole series with Smiley. There are a total of... The Muppet character? No. Who am I thinking of? Guy Smiley. There's nine of the George Smiley books. Okay. Uh, there's been some. There's been some adaptations over the years. Most recently, um, Gary Oldman played George Smiley in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yes, I need to which watch. Is, it is Guy Smiley. It's a very good movie, Tinker Tailor. It's very slow. Yeah. I mean, it really gets that like retro vibe of, mm-hmm. of how those movies used to be. Um, Tinker Tailor came up, I believe, on another another post. Yeah. Uh, Facebook user Alex says John Lacare. Uh, about Tinker Tailor's Soldier Spy. He says this, the retro Cyrillic text on the cover of the 1980s edition at my hometown library intrigued me enough to pick up a genre I'd never tried before. Okay. So there's a vote for good book covers. Yeah. Uh, His plots drip with authenticity. The moral ambiguity is a tasty antidote to the usual rah-rah tone of political thrillers and the hangdog intensely human travails of heroes like George Smiley mirrored by the end of the empire aspect of the cold war narrative are so much more interesting than the he-man James Bond types. Smiley is a very interesting character for, for the reason that Alex here is pointing out. He is just a very low key kind of guy, which is, I think it's hard to pull off having your center be, be a character like that. But, from what I've seen, it, it works very well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's a nine-book series. The first in the series for uh, for George Smiley is Call for the Dead, yeah. which came out in 61. And the most recent, A Legacy of Spies, uh, came out just recently, 2017. Mm-hmm. So, All Spy, All Muppet, All, the all time. Newscaster. Okay. Guy Smiley. All right. All right. Um, here are a couple other books that I like. Uh, Backblast by Mark Greeny, mm-hmm. one of the Gray Man series. Yeah. Uh, Mark Greeny took over the John Cl- or Tom Clancy titles for a while. Oh. Has since moved on. I think Grant Blackwood is covering that now. Uh, Scratch One, which is a, a lesser known early Michael Crichton, mm-hmm. is a good spy novel. Hmm. Um, not what you'd expect from uh, a Michael Crichton, right? But he has that, and he has Binary, which are also, which is also kind of a spy novel. But I prefer Scratch One out of the two of them. Uh, one that we've built, a movie that we've both seen, Six Days of the Condor. Three. Oh, right. The book is Six Days of the Condor. The yeah. movie. Movie only had two hours. They yeah, had to cut down. Down to three. Yeah. Weekend um, of the Condor. The book the book is really good. Okay. I really enjoyed it. And I like the movie too. But there is that he's a little rapey, I guess. <laughs> like his relationship with that with that woman is like terrible. It is. It's it's like aggressive and uncomfortable. For everyone. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it sort of like works out in the end, you know. So it's supposed Great. to. Great. Yeah, right. But I mean, it is a. It's a little ambiguous. Yeah, when we watched that movie, it was like, yikes. Yeah, it's ambiguous. So, yeah. Uh, the way that goes, so and I think intentionally so. I mean, I, huh. I don't. You don't think so? I don't know. I think it's just of its they, time. Yes, they didn't realize that. Oh, this is terrible. Yeah. So, I'm not. I, I think the the. <laughs> book maybe smooth it's not quite as aggressive uh-huh. because the time is longer and so it, mm. it but there still is an element of like yeah you know i mean he's 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 holding her prisoner yeah. so it's not a it's not exactly a a, a level playing field so that's it's odd mm-hmm. it's an odd but you don't want to talk about this no anymore. i don't know okay. what else right. you want me to cool. say about it the book is maybe better than the movie is very rapey yeah and it was yes it was very uncomfortable to watch and 
uncomfortable when they even like called it out in the movie later. And she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm like, no, this is terrible. Get out of there, Faye Dunaway. Yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) It was Faye Dunaway, right? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Snap. Um, We mentioned Born Identity. The Uh other one that I like, um, There Are No Spies, which was adapted into the movie. Oh, that's not good for this podcast then. (laughs) Adapted into the movie uh, November Man with Pierce Brosnan. Oh, that guy. The movie is actually adapted from book seven. Yeah. It's the November Man series. It did. By uh, Bill Granger. Yeah, because when they put out the paperback to go with that, mm-hmm. they renamed it November Man, yeah. which is, there's another book, book seven, yeah. called November Man. So mm-hmm. now there's very confusing. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read more in that. I've only read There Are No Spies, mm-hmm. but I really liked it. And we have them in our collection, so I probably uh, someday will go back. Do you have some favorite spy movies? Mm-hmm. Can you talk more about them? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, let's see. So there's a spy who... <laughs> um, I guess I kind of feel like 2015, I, I don't know if you were aware of it. It was like a year of a bunch of different spy films. We had uh, Mission Impossible 5. Mm-hmm. We had Kingsman 1. We had, oh, I have not seen the Kingsman. Kingsman once. was, the first Kingsman is very good. Uh, kind of a send up to old, the Roger Moore spy yeah, that's ridiculousness. Uh, we had The Man from Uncle, which I actually liked in parts. I liked its parts as opposed to the whole. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wasn't really a fan of that movie. Um, like, there were performances and there were bits in that. I'm like, oh, this is fun. This is cool. This is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But then, like, as a whole, I'm like, oh, that was long. Yeah. Um, and what else was that year? There was, oh, that was Spectre. Spectre came out that year, too. Ooh. Everybody else was kind of doing, like, these new and cool things. And Spectre yeah. was like, I don't know. Yeah. Spectre, I still I've moved on from being upset at Spectre to now just be like, yeah, it's a, it's pretty. It, yeah, it I looks guess. nice. I, to me, it's just like the Die Another Day of the Daniel Craig era. Oh, I don't think it's that bad. No, I would watch Die Another Day before I would watch my. No, Day. I would. I would say the worst one is still uh, Quantum of Solace. Yes, that's a mess. That's hardly a movie. <laughs> that's a tag on the end of yeah. an unnecessary tag on the yeah. end of Casino Royale. That short story, mm-hmm. Quantum of Souls, nothing to do with the movie, but right. the short story by Ian Fleming is very good. Mm. Okay, it's a totally different plot. I think James Bond from Ian, like Ian Fleming's version of James Bond plays a little bit better in short story form because mm. he's not a likable or enjoyable character to follow. Mm-hmm. So in a more compact setting. Right. Uh, and we do have the full collection called Quantum of Solace of all the short stories here in the collection. Um, but yeah. So anyways, I like the Mission Impossible series. All of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Those are pretty good. Even two. Even though two is ridiculous. Our last time we watched... Uh, Mission Impossible 2, I was like, okay, I can see what's going on here. This yeah. is this is dumb fun. <laughs> um, and yeah, I I guess that's... Those are, I, I keep thinking there's like other big ones that I'm missing okay. that I really liked, but I guess not. I tried to watch... I don't know if you've ever watched The Good Shepherd about the birth of the CIA. No. Almost killed me. Really? Put me to... I, I couldn't do it. I... I I probably had like 30 minutes left, and I'm like, no, I'm going to bed. I'm done. I do not care about this. So, <laughs> wow, you made it that far. Yeah, and it's a, it was a long, boring movie, so did not, okay. did not finish that movie. All right. Uh, let me pull another user response here. Uh, Facebook user Patrick says, a house with a clock in its walls. Mm. I like that. I like that title. I have not heard of that book. Mm-hmm. John Belair's. Uh, this is book one in a series, uh, the Lewis Barnevelt series, mm-hmm. 
one of uh, 12, it looks like, quite a few. It seems more more uh, like an adventure type story. Mm-hmm. Orphan Louis Barnevelt comes to live with his uncle Jonathan and quickly learns that both his uncle and his next door neighbor are witches on a quest yeah. to discover the terrifying clock ticking within the walls of Jonathan's house. Mm-hmm. Can the three of them save the world from certain destruction? So maybe more like suspense thriller mm-hmm. than strictly speaking spy. But nonetheless, that sounds really interesting. I can't even come up with a spy graphic novel that I've enjoyed. Oh. I mean, they've they've just started doing James Bond again as if it was written by... It's set in the book continuity. Yeah. So that's Warren Ellis. So it's yeah. kind of like the hard-hitting, mm-hmm. hard-drinking, nasty Bond in comic book form. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, somebody else here is mentioning uh, Ken Follett. So I don't know Ken Follett what? from his spy novels. Yeah. Um, but that is sort of how he started. He's got a lot of... Before he... Before he sort of branched off into like the, um, what are they called? The Winter Pillars Century. of the Earth. Pillars of the Earth. Pillars of the Earth of the Century Trilogy. He has a lot of old uh, spy novels. So the one that Facebook user Melanie suggested is Eye of the Needle, which I have heard of. That's one of his better known ones. Mm-hmm. One enemy spy knows the secret to the Allies' greatest deception. A brilliant aristocrat and ruthless assassin, codenamed The Needle, who holds the key to ultimate Nazi victory. Only one person stands in his way, a lonely English woman on an isolated island who's beginning to love the killer who has mysteriously entered her life. Mm. All will come to a terrifying conclusion in Ken Follett's unsurpassed and unforgettable masterwork of suspense, intrigue, and the dangerous machinations of the human heart. I love his writing. I haven't read this, but maybe I'll need to pick it up now. Right. Thanks for the suggestion, Melanie. Uh, One, have have you heard of Len Dayton? Do you know that author? No. He wrote The Ipcris File which stars um, Harry Palmer, I think is the name he's given. He's mm-hmm. an unnamed character in the books, but the Michael Caine movie series uh, gives him the name Harry Palmer. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, there's five of the movies. I've only seen the first, The Ipcris File, but it's very, it's really interesting because it comes out concurrent with the James Bond movies. And Harry, as played by Michael Caine, is just the exact opposite of James Bond. Mm-hmm. Like he's just sort of like... He's a little like on the lazy side and a little insubordinate and just kind of like mouthy with his superiors. Mm-hmm. It's the movie is very low key, but Michael Caine just plays him perfectly right. in the Ipcris file. So if you haven't seen that movie, I would strongly recommend that. I haven't read the book. I picked it up a few times and it's very dense. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get into it. But after having watched the movie and now that I have a a better sense of the plot, I might go back and check mm-hmm. that out. But uh, I really I really did like that. I've never seen Get Smart. Oh really? Yeah. That was that was one of my go-to like Nick at Night shows back oh. in the day. I love Get Smart. I even liked the Andy Dick uh, remake from the '90s. Oh. They made like six episodes with the original. He playing the son of right. Don Adams and Yikes. Maxwell Smart. Yeah. Uh, the Steve Carell movie's okay, uh-huh. but it misses the point. I think in the, the Rock's originals. In it. Yes, he is. So good for him. Yes, he is. That was one of the things that kept the lights on for The yeah. Rock, as I recall. Uh, all right, we need to end soon, but I. You'd be remiss if I didn't remind you to mention I Spy. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, the uh, the classic series with Robert Culp is very good. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's unique for its time, too, because it filmed all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it went everywhere. Um, and it was, one of the, it was one of the rare shows of that time that was actually doing that, traveling around to these different right. locales. Uh, and there is a reunion movie that's pretty good. And I love, yeah. love, love, love the uh, Owen Wilson, Eddie Murphy yep. uh, remake. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. I love it. I guess. 
I, I, I think it's funny at to, I don't yeah, understand. I know. I know his you don't. love for it. But yes, Nick Nick loves I Spy like it's the pinnacle of comedy. Okay. You're right. <laughs> You're right. All right, I want to pick one more. Is uh, there a line you want to quote from iSpy real quick? No, there's not. <laughs> oh, I want really? to pick one more user response okay. then. Uh, Facebook user Amy says, My favorite spy novel is Shining Through by Susan Isaacs. I've always had a fascination with World War II, and her use of a strong female lead character really resonated with me when I first read the book in my teens. To this day, is one of my all-time favorite books. So that is Shining Through by Susan Isaacs, hmm. uh, which I was made into a movie with Melanie Griffith and Michael Douglas. So why have I not seen it? Melanie this? Griffith? Yeah. And like. Michael Douglas. I love Michael Douglas. Okay. Uh, Mission Impossible? Yeah. Serious? Oh, no. I didn't watch the show. I, I like the old show. It's okay. very slow. And, of course, the movies. I find the movies a little hit and miss, but I, right. I like them overall. Okay. And the new one's coming out, what, this year? The movie? Yeah. Yeah. The new movie? Mm-hmm. Is it six? Number six? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's in the first one was like what twenty years ago? Nineteen ninety six. Wow. Yeah. That is a long run. Yeah. Did you see that Tom Cruise is coming back with the sequel to Top Gun? Yeah. Who wants that? Tom Cruise. I guess Tom Cruise and Val Gilmer. Yeah. Probably. Well, we have we have a huge selection of spy novels. A lot in the stacks, and they are shelved with mystery, which is a little confusing. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, a great collection of spy novels downstairs in the stacks and of course some of the main floor as well uh audiobooks movies for all your spy needs we've got yeah. you covered here at the david a Howe public library uh and speaking of the library uh-huh. let's talk news okay we have our last concert before music on the lawn coming up on thursday the 14th mm. the young sisters are back for a third year so that is uh june 14th mm-hmm. seven o'clock and then the week after that music on the lawn kicks off Ooh. you can find the full schedule of that at david a Howe. Uh, library.org slash music on the lawn mm-hmm. uh, or music on the lawn has their own Facebook page. You can find that uh, on Facebook as well. Nice. Where you typically keep Facebook pages. <laughs> the book clubs are reading basket case by Carl Hyacin mm-hmm. and news of the world by Paula mm-hmm. Giles. So you can join us for those. Nice. What about you? Uh, we're getting ready for summer reading programs. So signups have started for, uh, children and teen patrons so everyone who is young yeah younger than 18 young at heart mm, no if you're young at heart you can no. sign up for the young or you can sign up for the adult book club yes or the adult summer reading program yes uh but we're doing it signups for the next two weeks because summer reading program starts the 25th coming so fast yeah so for the teen stuff we've got some stuff planned uh like our outdoor arcade provided mm-hmm. the weather is okay some crafts uh, some pretty fun movies. We're doing voice lessons. Um, and we've got uh, a bubble show yeah. planned Doug for Ruzha coming back. July? July, yep. So, uh, so yeah, we've got some stuff planned. So we'll talk about those uh, probably a lot more next week and as it's happening yep. because we're about to get real busy here at the library. That's so. true. Yeah, Tuesdays on the Terrace yeah. is starting in July, so next, you can have lunch with us. Next movie will be the 29th, and that will be... Uh, the Maze Runner, The Death Cure. Actually, before that, we are showing uh, Finding Dory mm-hmm. on the 18th at 3.30. Mm-hmm. And to tie in with our spy theme today, we're showing the first James Bond movie, Dr. No, mm-hmm. starring Sean Connery at 2 o'clock on Tuesday the 26th. That's mm-hmm. our senior matinee. Nice. A lot going on here at the library. So yeah. stop in, check out, hang out with us. <laughs> and until next time, I guess that's oh, it. Oh, wow. You... No, go ahead and close that. I just okay. was not prepared. All right, so... Folks, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Ben, look out! (laughs) 